I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. as the Addicts make it free unbeaten at home with victory over Burton Albion. Any lingering relegation fears have been put to bed this week. Welcome to Charlton Live. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. My name is Louis Mendes. I hope you are all well. Joining me on the show this week to look back at yesterday's 2-0 win over Burton Albion and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's Brewers side uh, at the Valley is uh, Mr. Benji Cloak. How you doing, Ben? Good evening, mate. Yes, very good, thank you. Yourself? Buzzing. Yeah, buzzing off the back-to-back wins. You know, how far off, we, off the playoffs now are we? We're definitely down to within 20 points, I think. So, or is it 22 or something? But still got a chance. Yeah, let's start dreaming again, eh? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm going to suggest, Benji, you don't sound as infused as I do about the chances of getting into the playoffs there, but that's fine. It's probably more realistic. So we are we are 40, uh, 21 points off. How many? Yeah, no, I don't think we can do it. Never mind. So um, with uh, on today's show, then, uh, we'll hear the highlights of yesterday's win. It is back-to-back wins at the Valley. Two clean sheets in a row uh, this week as well. Three clean sheets in a row in terms of home games. Uh, that's coming along uh, nicely. We're going to hear the highlights of that game very shortly. Also, of course, we're going to hear 
uh, from the gaffer Johnny Jackson after his side uh, they've put put to an end that that winless run this week in in uh, I'm not going to say some style but in a style uh, with, with two back back to back wins at the Valley also going to hear from the midfielder Scott Fraser uh, back in the side uh, over the last few weeks uh, starting to try and make a name for himself. Uh, we'll hear from him later on. We've also got some of your views as well. We've got your tweets, your emails. We've also got your fans' views. Uh, we were in the fans' bar after the game yesterday, chatted to a couple of fans, including uh, a Dutch fan who travelled over as part of the International Addicts Day as well. So all of that to come uh, on this week's Charlton Live. But before we hear the highlights of the game, Benji, yeah, it was uh, as comfortable as you like, really, that, that win. Two goals in the first half from our only two shots. Uh, I'd say actually I thought we were it was a fairly even game in the first half second half I thought we were the better side uh, without creating too much but either way you know Jimmy Jimmy and his side didn't muster a shot on target and we were pretty comfortable I think yesterday it's fair to say yeah I'd say exactly that I think it was a, a comfortable win it's nice to get two clean sheets on the trot and have uh, an unchanged 11 two games in a row. It's not many times we can say that in the last couple of months due to injuries and uh, inconsistent performances. But I think both performances backed each other up well. Um, I can't think of a man that had a poor game at all in either game. I think everyone played quite well. A few standout performances. Maybe Claire yesterday didn't have his greatest game if, 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 if we're going down that route already. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see what you mean. I think coming forward, I think he made a few wrong decisions and got caught in possession. But um, just watching the highlights back there, he actually made a real vital block and like two blocks in a row to stop them scoring. I think he's quite good at that, but I think coming forward yesterday, he lost the ball a couple of times. That was a bit frustrating. Yeah. And people accuse me of being overly positive. Three minutes into a show where we're talking about back-to-back wins and I've already decided who the worst player is. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I was I was really impressed with um, Sam Lavelle yesterday. I know um, you've put him under the spotlight a bit, hoping to see some uh, better performances from him. And I thought he had a really good game yesterday. I thought he marshaled the back three slash back five really well. Any balls over the top because that Niasse, um I know he's played uh, for Everton at the top level and um, he, he looked lively yesterday but any balls over the top I think he dealt with quite well as you said they didn't really threaten the goal too much at the bar didn't they from your mate uh, Deji um, but other than that yeah I think it was a solid performance kind of a routine victory in a normal season you'd go okay yeah beating Burton at home routine victory but it was a it was a victory we badly needed to back up what we'd done against Gillingham in the week, and um, yeah, it was a sunny, happy valley yesterday in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, an afternoon to enjoy in the South London sun. Well, let's re-live uh, it. We've got the highlights from Charlton TV. Your commentators, as always, are Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. It comes in, it's flicked on. Unfortunately, that flick went straight to Craig McGivern. He's going to send this away quick. Washington on the run, and he's got the better of his man. Gilligan trying to bring him back, and Washington with a chip over the advancing Gallup. Has opened the score for John. Great spot by Craig McGillivray. Superb delivery by the keeper as well. Gilligan couldn't cope with the pace of Washington, and Garrett, when he came out, was lobbed by the Charlton striker. That's not the first time we've seen that this season. Away at Morecambe, 
exactly the same. McGilvery gets the ball. What I liked, I was watching Washington. As soon as McGilvery got it, he turned. He was on the front foot. And I think the defender, Gilligan, was pulling his shirt initially, then gave up and thought, no, hang on, on. He's gone too far here. The goalkeeper needs to be so much more decisive. He probably could have come out in the first place. I think his starting position was poor. And then he commits by the time Washington gets to the ball. So he gives Washington the option. And the ball sat up perfectly for him. And it's a lovely finish. Just on the outside of his right foot to dink it over the goalkeeper. It's poor defending from Burton. Poor goalkeeping. But cre credit to Chong. Credit to Washington. Great finish. And also to McGilvery to and find him. to take the throw. Well, towards Hughes, Stockley heads down, Powell gets there first, and it's a good block by Fraser, now Oshelaja with a first-time effort, off the bar. Almost getting a goal against his former club. Yeah, he'd have enjoyed that if that had gone under the crossbar. There's Oshelaja towards Nias, it's a good control, Nias down, and with the shot. Looked like a handball with that ball. control, it'll be interesting to see that again. Looks to switch the play across, it's a nice kick out to find Matthews. It's got Fraser inside, Scott Fraser for Cholm, lays it off. Claire, out to left to Blackett Taylor. Cholm makes space for a shot, and goes oh, oh. manages to find that bit of space to guide it beyond Garrett. <laughs> and Corey Blackett Taylor has given Cholm a second. Oh. He, uh, he hit the ball on Tuesday night with a much better strike than that, and the keeper parried it. This time, he didn't get a whole lot of well, certainly didn't get as much as he wanted on the strike. Almost stuffed it into the right-hand side of the keeper. Enough to drift it past him. But Charlton won't care, 2-0 up. And uh, Blackett-Taylor, just a couple of moments before, got into the game, and it's... Uh, a strike, well, I'm probably doing a disservice, but he hit it slightly more cleaner than I first thought. But it, to the right of the keeper, he had no chance of saving that. And he's uh, complaining to the keeper that maybe there was an offside player in front of him. Claire, near forward by Dobson. And there is the half-time whistle. After 45 minutes, it's Charlton 2, Burn 0. It's not been the most comfortable first half, despite the scoreline for Charlton. Washington and a nice pass out towards Corey Blackett-Taylor. Opportunity to take on Oshelaja. Blackett-Taylor. Inside towards Washington. Gone on Washington, but it's blocked. Blackett Taylor still. More step overs inside the penalty area. Onto his left foot will go for goal. And so for the bar. Bingley on the left hand side. Heads towards the corner of the penalty area. Goes backwards to Fraser. Launches the ball into the penalty area. Stockley's there. Gets his head. Straight to the keeper. Got a buff. Um, Oshelaja. Stockley. But couldn't direct his header past Garrett. And Burton takes the pressure off your strikers a little bit. Well, that is the final wish. And I think. Uh, Greg, you're right, it's, it is the clean sheet that uh, will please Johnny Jackson more as much as the win itself. Cheers, boys, for the uh, commentary highlights yesterday. 2-0 uh, win over Burton Albion at the Valley, as we said, in, in the sun. It was it was an enjoyable afternoon. I mean, uh, few and far between, I guess, this season, Ben. So you've got to take them when they come. And it, the sun was out, you know, as a home win, you know, good, good, good crowd. Ish, you know, it was. Uh, I, I actually quite quite enjoyed it. The relega I think the most important thing for me now is that the relegation fears have been have been put to bed. We fought thirteen points above uh, the, the drop zone. Poor old AFC Wimbledon were one 0 up at Cheltenham with fifteen minutes left to go and managed to lose three one. They've gone nineteen games without a win now, and and you have to say you can't see them putting together the string of wins that they would need to overtake us as well as all the teams in between us as well. So. Yeah, that, that that's sorted now. That that that's a, a, at least one thing off the list to worry about. Yeah, I think that's why it was a bit more of an enjoyable afternoon. I know well, the last few weeks at home, especially on a Saturday, we haven't enjoyed the best of uh, 
the best of Deza Valley, especially looking back at that Oxford game. Um, but yeah, it was a big relief to kind of get those two back-to-back home wins. I mean, this time last week, we were seriously looking over our shoulder. Uh, the, not really because of the teams behind us picking up points. I think, as you said, they're not really picking up points, the bottom four there. But just the manner of our performances, we just couldn't see when the next goal was coming. Um, other, obviously, we scored a penalty last week, but just just to get in some confidence from somewhere. And look, we picked up two back-to-back wins now and two clean sheets. Uh, so that's positive. Um, but I also think the way the first goal was yesterday, I mean, it was a beautiful first goal. Um, that really got the fans on the player's side there because it was just so well worked. It was simple, really. Yeah, but because it was such a nice done goal. Before- Something they've done before this season as well, those two, of course, McGriveray and, and Washington linking up really nicely. I mean, Connor's got that pace, isn't he? He's quicker than I think you realise, Connor, because he, he's sort of stocky as well, isn't he? But he's, he's pacey. Uh, and, and Craig, I mean, that's the second time he's done it this season after Morecambe away as well. He's picked it out perfectly. Yeah, well, we've seen Washington do it again with, obviously, DJ's ball through to him. I can't remember what game that was. Was it Wimbledon? Um, he loves playing on the defender's shoulder. And as you said, it, he does fool you a bit with his pace. You don't think he's going to be that fast. But yeah, Craig picked him out perfectly, just like the Morecambe game. Um, and yeah, the keeper kind of divvered, didn't he, a little bit. I think Jimmy Floyd said that he wished he'd come off his line sooner and he maybe could have got there. But it's tough, isn't it? You, you kind of think with the bounce and the pace of the ball, I mean, Craig timed that perfectly. And it was a beautiful finish into the goal. And it's great like, trying to exploit our um, our positive uh, ability of the team. Like, as you said, Connor is raring to go on the shoulders of the defenders there. And raw pace like that. Mm. Defenders hate it. It puts them into a, a daze. And yeah, gr- great first goal. And as I said, I think that really got the crowd bouncing. And we were all on the side of the team. And other than their long throws, I don't really think they threatened us too much. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Lavelle, but also another player that I feel like I've, you know, highlighted one one of his weaknesses recently is is the keeper Craig McGivray. But to be fair, I mean, he took the claim as as the ball came into the penalty area, which is one thing he's needed to do, and then he still had that um, that sort of uh, mindset to be able to play it straight away. He, he was aware of what was going on ahead of him, whilst also taking the cross, which is something that he has had to improve on. And to be fair, last couple of games. As I said on Thursday, you know, he obviously listens to the pod. He's done it last couple of games. Yeah, mate, you're, you're the man down there. You should, should be down the training ground sorting out the goalkeepers, I think. You've highlighted that. Um, but to be honest, I, I hadn't really seen it as much until that Atkinson game with the howler of just letting the ball bounce around the area so much and them scoring from it. I hadn't seen it too much. I don't think... Um, it's, it's the amount of set pieces we concede from where there's balls towards the edge of the six-yard box where I think a Ben Amos would have done better. But like I say, I think he's changed it last couple, to be fair to him. Yeah, he has. And and that's great for a goalkeeper to learn from their mistakes and pick themselves up and be able to to call for those balls because it's big for the defence to rely on your goalkeeper from that. And, I mean, it hasn't helped him, the defence changing from week to week. I mean, when he's probably got Jaden there, it helps. I mean, he's a... He's a massive uh, asset for us defending set pieces, as is someone like Jason Pierce. And if they're both not in the team, then then we might struggle from that. But yeah, as you said, he came for that yesterday. And from that, he set up a goal. I mean, perfect compared to last week when 
when he wasn't coming for it. But yeah, it works in both ways. So mm-hmm. I'm pleased for Craig. I think I think he's a good goalkeeper. Um, and obviously, we might have a bit more competition next season with uh, Maynard Brewer coming back. Um, but I think he's a good shot stopper. He's um, unfortunately, yeah, not done well with crosses into the box. But yesterday, he stood up and uh, was counting four and stopped him getting any goals like that, really. Because they were, when you've got a team that just pepper you with long throw after long throw after long throw, you've got to be on your, on the ball as a keeper. And I think he marshaled the defence well and and uh, came for cross as well. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? After that that first goal, and we had the lead, we really seemed to drop off. Not that we were setting the world alight before that. It was it was a good, a great route one sort of counter attacking goal. But yeah, but Burton, I'd say arguably had the better of the, the 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 rest of the half until we got the second just before half time. You know, I mean, I know we were we were texting and and sort of laughing every time Deji Oshalaja got the ball got the ball because I mean, it's, it's no secret that I'd never rated him when he played for us and I was just waiting for a mistake and sure enough there was a a, a clearance back where he, he looked he looked nervous there was a, a header back that he nearly headed beyond his own goalkeeper there was a ball into the channel which to be fair I was really nitpicking at that point but it wasn't a great pass uh, but he also nearly shut me up straight away with that shot off the crossbar if that gone in I think I would have just packed up and gone home to be honest <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure BBC would have appreciated that, but um, yeah, it was close, wasn't it? I, but then again, I think that was another ball into the box and he's on the edge of the box and he's hit it really well, to be fair to him. Um, but yeah, clanked against the crossbar. But as you said, I think when we got that first goal, it was, again, a bit bit of a relief because we knew we had to back up that win from Tuesday. Um and we were trying to see out the half a little bit. And yeah, we nearly got caught out. I think they were a decent side. Um, I mean, well, they're sitting a couple of places above us. So probably exceeding expectations. He's done a decent job down there, Jimmy Floyd Asbank, with limited resources. They played a ball round quite neatly. But other than, other than that chance against the crossbar, it didn't really. I think Nias had a good chance where he chested it down and just fired it over. Um, but I think we kept him at bay. Um, and they they had a bit of confidence about them, as you said, in the week. They got a good win, um, so we're kind of picking up from there. And yeah, I think I think we've done well enough to kind of um, nullify any threats that they had. As you said, they passed the ball quite quite well, and they were a neat side. But other than that. It didn't really threaten us too much, did they? Mm, yeah, I mean, you mentioned that 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 one shot that Nias had, where he did he did get beyond Sam Lavelle, and, and again, there, there's still room for improvement with Sam. But like I say, yeah, yesterday was okay. Yeah, he was he was he was a bit better certainly. Uh, yet yesterday, um, when it comes to the second goal, I mean, you're talking about nullifying nullifying their threats. I mean, I felt they absolutely nullified our threat in, in Corey Blackett Taylor. He barely had a touch of the ball, but then he pops up and, and you know he played a big part in the not only the goal that he scored, but the build up to that. He was bringing it forward on the left hand side. That was really the first time we saw him running into space. He got beyond one man, didn't he, and then spread it over to the far side. And as soon as as soon as you got a tricky player like Corey Blackett Taylor, who has that ability. You know, he said it himself on Thursday show to go either side, he, he can bamboozle a defender. He gets past one, that opens up space. All of a sudden, everyone's out of position. He gets over to the right-hand side. He's in, in the right place at the right time to receive the ball again on the edge of the area. Um, I, I'm still not entirely sure how his shot went in. Uh, again, if Ben Garrett may have been slightly um, unsighted by Jaden Stockley, perhaps, who was in the way for that second one. It was, it was a bizarre one. But, you know, considering how well we played on midweek against Gillingham on Tuesday... 
I mean, he deserved a goal, and he got it in a game where he was actually a little bit quieter. But it still came from a, a bit of a bit of his industry and hard work and, and creativity that he he has in abundance when when he's allowed to to get on the ball and run at space. Yeah, do you know what? I thought we did really well with the goal because obviously he shot forward. Again, I think it was one of his one of his first touches of the, of the game. Um, they obviously done their homework and saw who was uh, really good for us against Gillingham. And, but then we were patient. He he ran forward and we passed the ball across. I think Fazer passed it to Claire and across the pitch and um, back again and found the opening back to uh, Blackie Taylor. And as you said, I think it's Jimmy Floyd would look at that for them and had about three men behind him, but he managed to get the shot through three of their legs and, um, and in. And he deserves that goal because he does bring that element of of threat for us and a, and a different um, threat because we, uh, we've we missed that this season. We've missed a, a Jaya Seema, a Lico running at defenders. They've got pace. They've got great skill. We've got a big man in there that he can really hurt them from crosses. But unfortunately... We haven't done that as much this season. I've I've been pretty disappointed from our wing play this season. Um, mm. I think I've banged on about him a few times on the pod, but we do miss someone like Liam Miller. Like towards the end of last season, we were getting some really good wins just from him taking us up the pitch. Okay, his end product wasn't that great, but he's a young player learning. And I think when you've got someone like Corey in the team, just taking us up the pitch, raw pace, um, bringing us up there, it really helps. And yeah, yesterday... Great burst of pace. As I said, I think we were patient. We didn't rush it, passed it across. And uh, yeah, it was a bit of a lucky shot that went in, I suppose, because you don't expect it to go through all those bodies. But you take your chance like that. You have a shot and it nestles in. And that really gave us a bit of a cushion there um, to, for the rest of the game, I think. Yeah, getting that second goal, you kind of felt a lot more comfortable then, didn't we? Yeah, it's, it's it's funny. I mean, you mentioned that wing play because I, I I think back to you know Jonathan Lico has been a, a massive disappointment. But if you think back to his 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 first you know everyone's first game un, under Johnny Jackson away at Sunderland, I mean Lico was doing that. He was exploiting space and running at defenders, and it feels like a million years ago now because he never seems to be running into space, and that's what Corey has brought back into the side recently. Um, you know, I remember when, when Jonathan was playing that position, that that wing back position against Sunderland. I thought, right, we we found we, we're on we're onto something here. But he hasn't he hasn't hit that level since really. Uh, and Corey's the man who's replaced him. Second half, yeah, we saw it out comfortably, really, didn't we? They didn't have, I mean, they didn't have a shot on target all game, which uh, you know, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and shots on target at the Valley don't tend to go hand in hand. If anyone ever saw him playing for us back in the uh, the Premier League days, unfortunately, a couple of half chances. You know, Stockley had that header from from the Fraser cross. Uh, Washington, I mean, Washington saw a shot blocked shortly after halftime. Obviously, Corey Blackett Taylor actually came off, didn't he, after having a, a shot of his own? And, and we'll hear what uh, Johnny Jackson has to say about whether that's a precaution or, or an injury or what for for CBT. But yeah, we, we saw it out comfortably. And uh, I mean, got got to talk about the, the man himself, George Dobson. I mean, it it, it, it it comes with the territory now, doesn't it? We, I don't I don't feel like we even mention him that much on the pod now because we've come to expect that from him. I mean, his his ability to to halt play for 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 the opposition team in our midfield. I, I was looking up the stats earlier. I was trying because I've I was wondering with, with Dob. I mean, he's our player of the season by a country mile. But I was wondering, like, you know, are, are we bigging him up because actually he's like the best player in a rubbish team? Um, so I, I was looking at his stats yesterday. And I was like, oh, wow, he made, a, he made a load of tackles yesterday, seven tackles in a game, which I thought, well, that sounds like quite a lot, considering Claire had four and then everyone else had three and less. So he had double the amount of tackles as, uh, from most players other than Sean Clare, who, who got four. 
Um, and I thought, well, that's quite good. And then I thought, I wonder how he stacks up uh, in, in terms of this League One season comparatively to the rest of the teams rather than comparing him against ourselves. And um, statistically, he, he makes the most tackles on average per game over uh, any, any player that's played more than 20 in League One. I think it was, it was one of the, I think it was Luongo at, at Sheffield Wednesday, surprisingly, had only played about 18 and he was level with George Dobson. But obviously, Dobbo's up 30-something appearances. So, you know, that's extrapolated. That's, it's, it's harder to keep up that average over a longer, a, a longer spell in time. So as far as I'm concerned, George Dobson makes the most tackles in League One on average. And I, I'm glad because it, we're winning something in this division. You know, we're top of the tackles table with George Dobson. And he deserves it. He's been brilliant. Oh, he has been superb. I mean, a lot of fans moaning about our transfer activity, especially from January where we've got these two loan players who aren't playing as much. And, and you look, when we signed him in the summer, he was quite a surprise signing. We hadn't heard of him as much. I think he had a good spell at Wimbledon, but the Sunderland fans didn't really rate him, did they? And, and we're like, oh, good luck to you boys because he's not been very good here. And yeah, it took him a little while, but after that, he's just been superb. I mean, we've all said it on the pod, haven't we, that... We just think he's a shoe-in for Player of the Year award. Um, yeah, just the way he wins the ball, he just reads the game so well. Um, and after winning the ball, he's then able to spray a good ball across and get us going again. Uh, and just perfect in that position. Yeah, I've got the Who Scored app here, and that's probably where you got it from as well, of his tackles. And it's consistently, I mean, the Portsmouth away game, he got another seven tackles in that game. Uh, unreal figures. I mean, you look through, I think you could look at the Premier League and the Championship as well, and there's not many other players that do as many tackles as him as in a game. So he's been a real asset for us. And look, we're all thinking about next season and oh, how we're going to lay out a team and what how we're going to set up. I mean, he's an easy name on the team sheet for next season. And, and to build a midfield around him and that core of the team... He's been a real revelation this season. I'd, I'd, do you know what? I'd love to see him given another contract in the summer and, and say, look, we really back you. We want you to be here for a number of years and, and build a team around him. Because, yeah, he's a real key figure of that team. And when you have a good cent- a defensive midfielder in that position that breaks up play, it's, it's such a massive addition to the squad. Mm, yeah, I mean, home form's been good under Jacko. You know, did despite, we, we can't get away from the fact that we are coming off the back of a really disappointing run. But actually at home, I think we've won eight out of 13 under Jacko. Uh, you know, extrapolate that over, over the course of the season. You're pretty much in, you know, I was looking at the, the league table today. You're pretty much in the, the region of a team whose home form would get you in, in the top six, certainly maybe maybe slightly higher with that sort of form. You know, not conceding goals at home now. It's three games. It's five hours and one minute, I think I worked it out yesterday, that we haven't conceded at home. Uh, yeah, Obviously, we have to improve away. We haven't been good enough away. And last couple of games before Gillingham, we weren't great at home either. You know, before Sunderland, sorry. You know, the, the Oxford game and, and the Milton Keynes games. But, you know, th- th- there's a base there. There's something to build on. And if we can we can repeat this next season and we are playing the likes of Jaden Stockley and Connor Washington who make a massive difference to us. You know, there's no getting away from the fact that, you know, all of a sudden the conversations about the formation have gone away now that our best players are back, you know. (laughs) There are signs there that I'm desperately clinging on to. There's still a massive rebuild that needs to happen because I don't don't think we're anywhere near a promotion side, but there's things that are happening that just give me that little bit of hope that, maybe, maybe next year if we get the recruitment right that we could be onto something. Definitely, mate. I think we've got to look for the positives in this. And I know people are moaning at Jacko and saying, oh, 
you can't keep blaming the injuries, you can't keep blaming the uh, the fixture list. But when you look back now after a couple of wins, that was a, a crazy fixture list that we had. And with the injuries that we had, it was always going to be hard. And yeah, there were, there were some poor performances in there, um, some sloppy goals conceded. But now we have got Connor back, we've got Jaden back. Uh, Sean Clare back from his suspension. We do look a, a better side. And plus, obviously, we are playing uh, lesser teams compared to what we were playing before. So it's nice to see our our team playing better, but also picking up the wins we, we thought we should pick up. And yeah, as, as we're saying there, home form is, is brilliant. We need to carry on this form to show, give us some hope going into next season. But don't get away from the fact that, yeah, there, there still needs to be a massive rebuild to happen because the performances have been so inconsistent this season, um, even when, when the team has been fit and raring to go. So it, it needs a whole, uh, like, not a massive restructure, but it needs a massive look at, um, as we've said, just another formation to, to play with if the players aren't there in the positions. But look, when Jacko first came into the job, he had these players fit and raring to go in their positions that so he could go, right, I think this is the best formation to work with these players that I've got. Unfortunately, we lost key players in those key positions. And because he hasn't had a pre-season to work with these players and go, right, oh, if these players are injured, we'll try and do this formation, etc. Then it, it was always going to be hard. And I mean, Jaden Stockley never been injured in his career. So that was always a... I think he was the big blow, wasn't he? Because he's so good at holding the ball up and so good at defending set plays for us as well. But yeah, look, let's look for the positives. With this side we've got at the moment, especially the two men up front, we do look good. But it's how do we then add to that team uh, when things aren't going our way? So mm. yeah, but let's look for the positives. Two wins on the trot, two... Uh, clean sheets but as you rightly said now let's try and back this up away from home next week where we have struggled excellent stuff right well let's hear what johnny jackson uh, made of the performance yesterday he came into the press room and i asked him uh, for his thoughts on the win over burton albion really pleased yeah um great response from the team after uh the disappointment at Accrington last week i think we responded really well two clean sheets which is obviously you know the bedrock of any of any if you want to go on runs and win games um, you need those clean sheets and, uh, yeah, really, really pleased with the week's work. Yeah, it's over five hours since you've conceded a goal here at the Valley where also I've worked out you've won eight of your 13 games. So you, you're sort of building upon something here, here at home. It's always, always a, a good place to start. Yeah, I think the home form has been particularly strong under myself. Um, obviously, we, you know, we, need, we want to win every game here. So it should be a really difficult place for teams to come. Uh, and, you know, on days like today, it is made it difficult for Burton. Um, I think it was it was pretty, once we got in front, pretty pretty comfortable. Uh, didn't feel like we was going to concede, and and that, that's what you want at home, you know. Those clean sheets, teams aren't going to come here and get any joy. Um, and days like today, you know, we're pleased with that. There, there needs to be more. I mean, obviously, we need to bring that um, away from home more as well. Very clinical in that first half, two shots and two goals. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, there wasn't loads in the game, and you know, they make it difficult for you with the with the long throw and I thought they played the conditions quite well in the first half. There was quite a quite a wind out there, quite swirly and you know, low sun. So um that was to their advantage in in the first half and uh they use it, you know, they they pump the long throws into your box and at times it's you know it's difficult to stop because the guy can reach the punty box from pretty much anywhere in his own half. 
Um, so, you know, they don't always sort of earn that right, but, you know, it goes out for a throw and in your half and you know it's coming in and you have to you have to stand up to that. So they did put us under pressure in that period, but when we got the opportunities, uh, we were really clinical, took them well, um, got ourselves and, and, and I thought we, we ran out sort of comfortable winners in the end. First goal, the, the long ball from Craig for, for Connor. It's not the first time they've done that this season away at Morecambe as well. That's something that they've been working on. Yeah, it's something when you've got Washington in the team... Um, He's looking for those balls. He wants that. He wants us to provide that ammunition. He likes playing on the shoulder. Got great movement, um, and he wants the ball in the space in behind for him to run onto. Um, you know that can be from outfield players or the goalkeeper. Brilliant that he recognised it. Then ex- execution of the kick, and uh, like you say, we've seen it before. I think it was at Morecambe, was it away? Um, and then yeah, execution of the kick. Get the time and the run right. They they left him one v one. And obviously, you've got to add the, uh, the finish onto it as well. So it all comes together nicely. Yeah, nice, of course, for Corey to get his first league goal for the club. How is he after, after coming off? He's tired. He's tired. Obviously, he's come back into the team. He's been a little bit under the weather as well, which has obviously been a factor in how long we can play him for. Um, so he hasn't, he hasn't done much training really since uh, Tuesday night. He came out of that game pretty fatigued. But I was keen to get him out there again because you know what? What of a threat he is, um, and it's nice to, you know, after a victory to be able to pick the same team. Haven't had that luxury uh, many times at all. I think maybe that's the only the second time I've picked the same teams, been able to pick the same team. So um, pleased with that. But yeah, he was. Uh, I think his race was run after about 55, 60 minutes, and it was the time to get him off the pitch. It's been a good week, hasn't it? I think in terms of if there were any lingering doubts about how close the, the teams below Charlton were getting to, them, that's probably been put to bed now and. Puts, puts to an end that, that, that difficult run you've had and, and hopefully now we can just see this as a, a path through to the end of the season and, and, and more performances like this. Yeah, I want to keep winning games, try and win everyone. You know, it was it was, it was a tough run, no getting away from it. Um, we spoke about it a lot, various reasons for it. I think, you know, we're seeing now the guys coming back to fitness and what an impact they, they can have on the team. Um, and, and with every win, confidence will, will come back and grow and hopefully we can continue this momentum now I just want to end the season well uh, try and try and catch as many teams above us as that we can finish finish it on a positive note um, and send the uh, you know the fans away with some opt- optimism for next season I see Thomas is in town <clears throat> this week as well so it's a, a chance to sit down and, and really thrash out a plan for, for what's going to happen in the summer yeah I mean we're in regular regular contact anyway uh, on the phone you know over zoom and, and stuff like that so um, well, we, we, you know, those those things, those discussions are already, you know, well underway, and um, clear idea of, you know, how we want to proceed with things, take the club forward. Brilliant that, that, that he's that he's able to get across uh, to the games as often as he does, because we, we don't lose many when he comes as well. So, um, yeah, fantastic, and obviously always pleasing that we could get the victory for him when he's over. In terms of um, the early challenge by Hamer, Tom Hamer on George Dobson, did you think they could have been two footed? I, I haven't seen it back, Rich, and it happened quickly. I, I, honestly, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's just it looked a bit lungy, but I don't know if his feet were up. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll reserve judgment on that one. Luckily, it's not an issue because he's then on the pitch to keep launching it into your box. I mean, yeah, of you course. Just keep thinking that one of those might just drop. It's the sort of that's the thing. You know, it's not necessarily good play that they earn that that penalty box entry or that opportunity to get it in there you know it's the ball goes out for a throw and it's coming in and uh, so he's you know there's a reason that he's played you know pretty much every game for them because uh, that does carry a threat like you say I thought we defended it really well but it only takes one 
you know, misheader or, you know, a, a ricochet in your penalty box, it falls for them and can be an opportunity, can't it? So, um, yeah, I mean, if he had been a red card, that probably that probably makes us under less pressure defending the throw. And obviously they'd, they'd have 10 men as well. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was. Two-goal cushion before half-time. I think last time was Doncaster, the 4-0 that the team had that. So it gives you something then to sort of... It gives, you, it gives you a bit more, I'm not saying relaxed, but you've got a bit more of a cushion there, haven't you, really, after that? Yeah, it probably means less tension creeps in. I think as well as we played on Tuesday night, that 1-0 scoreline, obviously, you know, a little bit of tension creeps in, especially when you haven't been winning so much. So um, I thought less tension creeps into our game today. Um, and I thought we managed it quite well. Uh, didn't feel really like they was going to score. Um, no, nah, not really. You know, obviously, it's it's the penalty box entries with a throw in, yeah. um, which they're always gonna always gonna get. It's it's very difficult to stop. But I thought we thought we dealt with with everything they threw us. Um, you, you've had a good week as discussed, but you're still not on the fifty points. Are you still have a, a think, thinking about relegation? You know, a little bit. Do you still have to tell your players? You know, we're not out of the, out of the woods yet. Or, or how do you approach that? I don't come off my players ever. You know, I try. I'll be going to Doncaster next week, not looking at putting Doncaster to bed. I'll be looking at it just to, to win a game and try and catch the team in front of us. Close the gap now with Burton, who were, you know, I think there was four points above us. We're, you know, we're now only a point behind them with a game in hand. So I want to, I want to catch teams above us. I don't want to be thinking about what's behind us and just. I think if the, if the performances are right and you can get you can get the guys that you want to out on the pitch. Um, I'm always confident that, that we'll win games uh, and then consequently we'll get enough points to, to to be where we need to be. Is it tricky to motivate players when you're mid-table at this stage of the season? Uh, listen, that's my, that's my job. I think as a player, you shouldn't need your manager to, to motivate you. For me, it, you know, it should come from within. It should be that personal professional pride that you want to do the best that you can for the shirt while you're out there uh, and and give 100% and I think my players do that all the time you know we don't always play the best and there'll be ups and downs but um, they're a group that, that have always given me everything um, you know I'm fond of them as, as a group um, and that's the message for the rest of the season I say what you know what are you going to bring as an individual to the party to finish the season strong Have you sort of made your decision on the futures of these players or, you know, can they still play their way back into your plans for next season? Uh, I think there's a lot of football to be played. Um, you know, you're, uh, you always need to be flexible. You always need to have an open mind in football. Um, and there's still, what have we got, eight, eight games there? Still eight games, 24 points, loads of football to play. Um, you know, that's a big chunk and someone can make a real big impression, score goals, create goals. Keep goals out, you know. Lots, lots to be done yet. So, um, yeah, you know, we're always, we're always watching, looking. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they have to, they have to keep going until the right, to the last minute. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. there, heads it away, can Lee pick it up, yes he can, ahead of Kamara, now sends Washington on that right hand side, he's in space, Washington, into the area he goes, can he drill it home, yes he can, oh Connor Washington, put John Toolin up, and could that be the game, a lovely ball out, Connor Washington on the run, first was in the middle, but Connor Washington drills it home. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, Louis Mendes and Ben Cloak looking back at yesterday's win uh, over Burton Albion at the Valley. Hope you're enjoying the show. Hope you're enjoying the fact that we're on a cheeky little two-game winning run now. Um, and, uh, you know, playing our way back into, into playoff contention uh, if, if you're a dreamer. Uh, it, I, I think it's literally like we'd probably have to win absolutely every game. So, I mean, it, like, it could happen. could happen. It might not, though. Um, yeah, Johnny there, uh, please. I mean, you can see, you see he's pleased with it. Um, uh, I was asking him, actually, about um, about Thomas being in, in the building. He, he was over for the game yesterday. I'm oh, sorry, we, we were in fans bar after. He seemed to be chatting with a lot of the international addicts who, who obviously came over, and we'll hear from one of them on the fans bar segment later. But, I mean... It, It'd be interesting to see what sort. I'd love, to, I'd love to be a, like a fly on the wall in the conversations they have. You know, just just to see how how difficult it is to plan for a summer when 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 you know there's a big rebuild to come, and also how many how many of the current lot you want to keep on because they have to have those conversations as well. As as we heard um, uh, the question from Aki there at the end of the uh, press conference, you know that the, they're still Jack Jacko will still be open minded publicly, but I mean, I wonder if behind closed doors he's, he's probably made his mind up on quite a few of those players. And and with Thomas now, they'll be trying to decide which ones they need to offer contracts to. Connor Washington, for example. Yeah, I I like to think with Thomas. Look, he's he's made a few mistakes. Um, it's it's still earlier in his early in his tenure, um, and it's obviously. Still early in Jacko's tenure. They're, they're always going to be learning about what to do best. And especially with Thomas, I think the main reason why we started so bad and it's kind of spiralled into a poor season in the end was because of our summer activity. It was so late in the day. Um, and we got players in that might have been good enough, but were kind of square pegs and round holes, really, especially when you think of someone like Charlie Kirk. Didn't really fit into the formation of how we were working. Um so you just like to think that he learnt from last year's summer transfer window. I think he mentioned a few times he, he didn't feel like he wanted to be held to ransom by some of the agents that were about and players asking for too much wages, etc. 
Um, so I think now, look, it, we're coming into the, the summer. I mean, the season will be over in about six, seven weeks' time now. So you like to think that coming into the summer, we, we know who we're going to keep. We know who we're going to, like, well, we're iron up players that we'd like to add to key positions of the squad. Um, and we can learn from the mistakes of the summer and, and get these players in early. I know we've kept saying it on the pod, but it is key because, I mean, even last um, pre-season, it was a bit all over the shop, wasn't it, with the, uh, in terms of COVID and trying to squeeze in friendlies and then they were getting called off and, and moved. And But now this summer, it seems to have settled down a bit now. So we, we can get these players in early. We can play with another formation to, uh, to what Jacko needs to work with and, and get a good um, squad together, which has a good um, morale about them. Like, I mean, Jacko knows what Chris Powell did before. I know we mentioned it a few times, but he knows having a good squad together who get on and got each other's backs. That's that's massive for our squad. So, yeah, look, hopefully him and him and Johnny, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're talking a lot. And look, I know the owners come in for some stick, but it's great to see him over here. Like, it's great to see him with the international addicts. It's probably massive for them. They've come a long way to watch Charlton play with all their flags and and they've put in a lot of commitment to watch the team. So it's nice that they've been able to meet Thomas. And as you said, we saw him yesterday. He was in the bar for about a good 20 minutes chatting to all of them. So I know he's got his flaws and I know things haven't quite worked out yet, but you can't knock the man for trying and showing his face. And look, that was our main complaint about our last owner. We never saw him. So again, mm. looking for the positives around that too. Yeah, right. Let's have a look at a couple of the messages that come in. Mr. Fields says uh, one of only two good referees uh, we've had uh, all season on the ball from start to finish. Didn't miss anything, although it could have been harsher on a couple of incidents. Oshelaja on Stockley in the uh, first half foul uh, on Dobson could have been read. No criticism, uh, though, for the EFL. Uh, they should note her quality. Yes, it's the first time that Charlton were refereed by uh, a referee who was a woman yesterday. Uh, the first time that's happened in our in our history. And yeah, it, it, you know, I, I felt there certainly could have been a red card for that challenge on, on Dobson. I didn't actually see the one from Oshelaja on Stockley in the first couple of minutes. So I was just looking down at my, at my notes at the time. So I'm not certain about that one. Uh, Phil also wants to add congratulations to everyone involved with the development squad on winning the title with six games remaining. Uh, expect, uh, except that we have to go through a playoff system. Uh, but they should have full confidence and quite rightly so. Well done, lads. Uh, the future is bright. Yeah, the, I think it's the 18s have won their league already with uh, with a long time left to go. But you know, how, how often have we heard that with the with the Charlton Academy uh, over the years? And Simon says uh, we did more than enough against a poor Burton Albion team. Not sure what game Jimmy Floyd was watching, as we were better in every part of the pitch. Six points is a good return, uh, but let's be honest, Gillingham and Burton uh, didn't offer much and I think that's uh, that's fair to say right let's hear from another member of the uh, playing staff uh, from yesterday Scott Fraser uh, back in the side obviously came in uh, in uh, January from Ipswich Town had a couple of cameos off the bench then went down uh, with coronavirus he's now back in the side um, I, I'd argue I don't think we've seen quite the the best from him just yet a couple of, there was a cross yesterday actually for, for Jaden Stockley uh, that was a good delivery and obviously we remember that cross he put in for Chucks and EK uh, up at Bolton Wanderers which was a, a very good delivery uh, as well but I still, I still think there's a little bit more to come from him and I guess when you hear uh, he explains how uh, difficult he found uh, coronavirus you'll have a you'll be not not surprised uh, that we haven't quite uh, seen the height him hit, hit haven't seen him hit the heights uh, just yet yeah you know I don't think that's a a coincidence that we're getting players back. Um, you know, there's three or four of us that missed 
a good chunk of the the run of form that we were in previously. Um, and then if you take three or four good players out of any team in this league, every team will struggle. In terms of the conditions, how difficult were they to play? Because it was a bit of a scrappy game at yeah. times. Uh, yeah, the sun didn't help. Um, I think the pitch was very dry. Uh, I think credit to them in terms of their press, you know, it came with a lot of energy. We tried to get the ball down and play at times, maybe it wasn't on. Uh, I think probably 10 minutes to go the first half we got to grips with that uh, and we played a lot smarter. And then obviously the first goal, it's Route 1 football but played the right way, isn't it really? It's a great pick out by Craig and kind of finishes it off really nicely when he gets through. Yeah, you know, I don't... Anyone who watches us a lot, you know, will know that it's actually something that we work on. You know, Connor's a, a willing runner. He's very fast. Uh, Mac has done unbelievably well to see him and to put the ball in the space for him. I mean, you get the two-goal cushion and that kind of then... From there, it never really looked... Johnny's been in and said he didn't really feel like you were under too much threat. I don't think they had a shot on target, actually, in the game. So you, you had pretty much control of it. Yeah, it felt, it felt like that. It felt... Um, you know, they're a dangerous team from set pieces, throw-ins, corners, free kicks. They look to put it in the box at any chance they get. Um, I said at half-time that a couple of weeks ago we'd, we'd uh, went 1-0 down um, when, you know, they had their spell of launching the ball in the box. But I thought we stood up man man for man and done very well. How are you feeling yourself? As you say, you had the COVID that kind of knocked you for six a bit, but how are you kind of feeling your fitness levels are now? Yeah, I'm getting there. Um, I've still had problems with it. I think being asthmatic hasn't helped in terms of the breathing uh, situation, but you know, I've been to see the specialist. I've, I've done all the checks and that. Um, so yeah, it's just about me, you know, keep working hard in training, keep working hard in games and, and getting that sharpness back week by week. There we go. That's Scott Fraser, obviously speaking about yesterday's game and a little bit about his struggle with with, with the virus, obviously being asthmatic, and it's taken him a little while to to come back. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think we've seen the best of him just yet. We've only maybe we've only seen it in flashes. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, he came on for his debut against Bolton and put that superb ball across for Chucks for the equaliser at the time, and you thought, wow, this boy looks seriously good. Um, I, I think he's got some, he's really good, he's got quick feet, plays the ball really well, very neat player, um, as you said, he put in a good ball for Jaden yesterday, which I think Jaden was leaning back, otherwise he would have got a better header across on, on goal there, but yeah, look, uh, a positive player brought into our team, one that I hope grows into the team a little bit more now, coming towards the end of the season, and we can really look forward to him having a good pre-season, linking up with players uh, coming into the team but yeah obviously Alex Gilby suffered when with Covid as well and it took him a while to hit uh, hit the heights he should be hitting for uh, for us and um, yeah, obviously suffering someone who's got asthma it's going to be a little while until he's back to match fitness but um, yeah and, uh, pleased with what I've seen from him so far I think he offers a lot for us he's a steady man on the ball and uh, let, let's hope that, again, another man in our midfield that we can rely on and try and build the team around because he comes with high prospects, doesn't he? And if we can play a system around him, there's there's no doubt he can influence our team and try and help the strikers get get some goals. Yeah, he has popped up in a, in a couple of defensive situations uh, I've seen a few times as well, which I've been quite pleased with. Gets back, you know, a couple of good tackles in the... Uh, in the penalty area as well, which has been useful. Right, we've got a few emails that have come in as well. Phil says, Hi guys, I just got back from the game. I can't remember being so flat and disconnected from a home win. We were so poor first half, it was frightening. How many of this squad would get into either the Powell or Boya at League One promotion side? Possibly uh, Dobson and Washington 
and they would have been bench warmers. I have little confidence we will get enough players in this summer. Only time will tell. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, as we said earlier, there there is a rebuild that needs to happen. That that's without doubt. And I mean, how how many of the current squad w- would you keep, Ben? Or, like off the top of your head, I mean, do you think? I mean, is there anyone that you're desperate to keep that's out of contract? No, I'm not desperate to keep the ones out of contract so much. I think Lewis made a good point for Jake Forsakaski in in the week. Not even like the the likes of Connor Washington's out of contract? Connor, sorry, I forgot about Connor. Connor, I'd definitely keep. Um, I mean, we've seen some solid performances from Ben Parenton in the last couple of weeks. Um, But again, it's just the inconsistency in performances. I mean, if Ben Parenton was to leave on a free, I don't think I'd be too gutted, to be fair. Um, I think attacking-wise as a left-back, I don't think he's he's been good enough. Um, And at the back, the formation that Jackson likes to play, I mean, he's playing at the left side of a back three at the moment, and he's looked okay in that, but it's how they fit into Jackson's system. Um, Jason Pearce, I mean, he's popped up in a few good games lately, and he's been a solid figure, and he's a good leader, Um, but it depends... Again, what Jackson wants to do with the side. If we're going to play a back three, he might want to bring in some some other centre-backs in that position. Um, I think someone like Josh Davison, he's out of contract as well, isn't he? He's doing all right at Swindon. Do we lose someone like that that might have a bit of promise and it comes back to bite us? <sighs> it's, that's a tough decision. Um, other than Jake and Connor, um, I'd... I, Again, someone like Ryan Innes, it's hard. What kind of contract could you give someone like that? We know they can be a key player for us on their day, but look at Danny Haynes yesterday. He was that that man. <laughs> is He's very like some of the players we've got at the moment. I mean, Danny Haynes, if, if he was fit enough, he was top championship level. Uh, some of the goals he scored for us at his time here. But it was like, oh, I can't wait to see Danny Haynes play again. Oh, he scored a screamer last week. Oh, He's not even in the squad. Oh, he's disappeared for five weeks. And again, we, just, uh, we can't afford to keep those players on, unfortunately. Mm. So right. it, it's tough. Yeah, right. Uh, next email is from Jack. Hi, chaps. Hope you're well. First off, another a great three points. We didn't play as well as we could have. Uh, with keeping the ball on the ground, etc., like we have done previously. But for me, a win is a win. It's another three points on the board to get us moving uh, in the right direction to finish the season strongly. I've uh, heard a few uh, fans mention the style of play, uh, brackets hoofing uh, with Jaden now back in the side, and they don't enjoy it, although I'm sure we would take hoofing ourselves to three points every week has got it got us into the playoffs or promotion. Uh, I think Mac had a good game. Again, since Jacko came out and gave him some stick, it's definitely uh, given Mac a slight rocket. Uh, well, he only did it because I asked him. Uh, also, how much of a difference having Jaden and Connor up top uh, does that make for the team? Even Corey coming off the, was uh, playing great uh, when he was going direct to the defenders. I fancy him one-on-one against any defender in the league when he's like that. Last but not least, I'm sure, as many are aware, Dobbo is a hero. And if he doesn't win Player of the Year, then you need to give your head a wobble. He was everywhere. Uh, might even send a mop to the valley. The cleanup he does outside the black the back line uh, is unreal. That's from Jack. Cheers, Jack. Yeah, he certainly is a, an absolute asset uh, to the team. Hi to Jonathan West, who's uh, from the Upbeats, who, who sent a couple of uh, pictures in as well. Uh, Phil says, hi, guys. I can honestly say for the first time, uh, certainly in the last five years, I was comfortable from start to finish. I felt we'd studied the way that Burton played and ensured their only tactic of hoofing it and hoping it with long throws and corners uh, into the mix uh, was truly nullified. We still gave the ball away far too often, especially Sean Clare, although he put in another strong defensive performance. Uh, those around me weren't as confident, but I was proved right with the 2-0 scoreline. 
Uh, good work all around. No, uh, not surprised by the cancellation of the Wimbledon fixture. I'm sure those whinging on social media would have been the first to criticise the decision if we played it and lost. Uh, and would be saying, why didn't we take the opportunity to cancel when it was offered? It would give the likes of Chooks and JFC uh, and Innes to be fit. Uh, and another game later in the season where they could get some valuable minutes in preparation for next season, assuming uh, they all stay. We have definitely performed better in the last two games and with preparations for next season already underway, perhaps we can look forward to a more positive 2022-23 season when hopefully the injury crisis will not be at the same level it has been over the past three seasons. Keep up the good work. Let's hope for another uh, success at Doncaster next weekend, although I fear we may again be without Connor as he's likely to get called up after yesterday's performance. Yeah, he's on he's on the reserve list, isn't he, um, uh, for Northern Ireland. I don't know what the latest is. They can call you up, presumably. It's right up until the until the last minute. Hopefully that won't be uh, happening. Right, last, uh, last email before we hear from the fans bar uh, as well. Alan says, try not to find a negative from the 2-0 win. Uh, but the second half was boring. And with the boy running on the pitch, uh, that was uh, really as exciting as he got. Yeah, fan, fan. That took forever to get that kid off the pitch, didn't it? <laughs> uh, Burton, other than hitting the crossbar, offered little uh, other than the ass up top showing he could be playing in a team with better players. Uh, the game really did feel like two teams who had nothing left to play for uh, last game of the season feel about it. The one time we did get the ball out to Corey, ended up scoring from it. It was more shouts uh, from the crowd to get the ball on the ground as it did feel like there was a good spell of head tennis for a period of time. Connor makes a massive difference when he plays. As far as I know, he's out of contract in the summer. Why have we not got him signed up for another two seasons? Do you, know, do you guys know if we're in talks? Uh, or has Connor himself decided to see what he's on offer as he needs to be part of a promotion seat, uh, push? Uh, next season well I'm certain we'll offer him something obviously you know I mean our our history of keeping players hasn't been great but I'm 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 hopeful that Connor will stay Uh, we'll we'll just have to find out uh, what happens in the summer right let's hear from some more supporters as well we were in the fans by myself and Ben after the game yesterday we went around and asked for a few people's thoughts on yesterday's win over Burton Albion Personally, I thought Sean Clare was a little, little bit weak. I think he should have come off. Uh, I'm not quite sure why Jono left him on for the full 90 minutes, personally. Uh, I'd be interested to see what we do over the uh, over over the break, you know, in terms of uh, transfer activity, because I think we, we've got a lot of rebuilding to do. So I'd like to see Jacko and uh, Steve Gallen have a proper input into that and not Thomas Sangard and his son. To be honest with you, I think we've played better than before and we've lost. Today was the result that was been coming for some time. I mean, great goal by Washington. Cor- CBC, as I call him, he scored as well. Yeah, no, no. We're, I think this is a result that's onwards and upwards. I think we need to, to build upon today and we will. And next season is going to be much, much better. It will fantastic. be. Yeah, it was very fantastic. But uh, the football was a little bit uh, bad. Slow. Slow. But we won 2-0. And that, uh, that uh, is for us good. Three points. No, personally, I think you know we, we were in a real, real bad spot, right? And, uh, and actually, he came in and, and, and steadied the ship. But some of the things I'm hearing at the moment ain't too positive and uh, I'd like to think that an owner is an owner and a, and a manager is a manager and uh, your recruitment team is your recruitment team and I think sometimes if you blur those two things you, could, you, you might have a bit Corey of trouble. Corey Blackett-Taylor, to me, wasn't in the game and all of a sudden he scores a goal and that's what we've been missing. We missed something like that, inspiration, a one-off sort of thing. He played what he other like against Gillingham. 
really well. And what, unlucky not to score then. He made the first goal. Well, the only goal, I should say. So there's, lot, there's lots of pluses to take from it. We, we didn't concede a goal. We got three points and we need to build from there. We need some decent players to come in as well. I think we've got some decent players. Confidence has been lacking, but we will build upon it. We've got a good owner, a good owner in my opinion. Conn's a powerhouse, right? He's, he's absolutely bossing it, and it looks like a completely different team without Conor Washington and or uh, Jaden Stockley. Uh, yeah, personally, yeah, I think CBT has been fantastic. He's, he's, for me personally, he's one player that gets the ball and runs at, runs at defenders and uh, create, creates a bit of uh, panic. And I think we need a little bit more of that. But um, yeah, I think without Stockley and uh, without Washington, we ain't, we ain't the same team, right? They're massive. Yeah, we, we came from uh, the Netherlands. In the Netherlands. Yeah. All right. So, how often do you come over to watch Charlton? Is this the first time? Or? No, this is our uh, second time. Yeah. And, and why did you choose Charlton? We love Charlton. The the, the stadium, uh, uh, the city, the people, the beer. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. But I hope that Charlton goes up to the championship. Championship. Lovely stuff. Great to hear from uh, the, the chaps who come over from the Netherlands as well. Uh, yesterday's game, there was, there was a big contingent of international addicts from all over Europe and, and, and the world, I think, uh, at the game yesterday uh, and uh, enjoying the beers, as he was saying in, in the in the, uh, in the fans bar after the game. But great to see people uh, from far and wide who have an affiliation with the club. And, and I'm glad they got to see three points uh, at the Valley yesterday. Right, we've uh, come to the end of this week's Charlton Live. It's flown by. Uh, thanks to all of you who got involved uh, with it as well. Don't forget, we'll be back on Thursday to look ahead to next uh, Saturday's trip up to Doncaster. Uh, looking forward to, to that one already. Uh, Benji, thanks very much for joining me on the pod this week. Cheers, mate. It's been a pleasure. Good to speak to you once more. I'm Louis Mendes, and thanks for listening. We'll see you again on Thursday. They've, they've conceded I think the stat was Louis Mendes put the stat out before the game stole my thunder because I had it <laughs> cheers Louis but in terms of 40 goals I think the most in the league in the last 8 or 10 games or whatever the stat was those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.